Changing minds one thought at a time Good evening, everyone. Welcome to the Changing Minds online show. Good evening, Akina. How are you doing tonight? I'm good, Jessica. How about yourself? I'm doing well, thank you. You know, tonight is really just one of my favorite shows. For those of you who may be tuning in for the first time or haven't turned tuned in for this specific uh, show or know what this show is, you know, we have three shows at Changing Minds Online. We have our Sunday night inspiration call. We have our Empowering Women series on Thursday nights. And then we have something we started uh, earlier in the year called our First Sunday Superstars. At Changing Minds Online, you know, we believe from the bottom of our hearts that you can change your life by changing your mindset. We believe it because we've done it, we're doing it, and because we're connected with amazing women and men and people who've also done it. And what we want you to know and what we want to bring you is these stories of people who really you know, hit rock bottom or weren't in the best place or maybe weren't born into the best situation and they rose above it. They changed their life. And we want you to hear their stories and we want you to know that no matter where you are and no matter where you've been, that you are capable, that you're enough, and that you're worthy of creating the life of your dreams. So tonight we have on the show a very special person to me. This is a close friend of mine, someone who's very near and dear to my heart. You know, we are on a very similar journey. We connected. We instantly knew we had a, I instantly knew that she had to be on the show, that you had to hear her story. This person is a single mother of two kids. She was a teenage mom. And she, you know, she started off doing things in her life that she didn't, you know, shouldn't have been doing and, and involved in different things on the street. Today, she is the writer of a, a book, Don't Look Back, Look Forward. She is the founder of Garlington and Associates. She is the, also runs a podcast called Time with Tiny. And she's just an amazing and empowered woman. And I am so excited to welcome her on the call tonight. She's a great friend, and I can't wait to absolutely just share her story with you. Tiny Darlington, welcome to the call tonight. Hello, and thank you to Akina and Jessica for allowing me on the show. I'm so excited to be a part of Changing Your Minds and actually sharing my story with your listeners. Absolutely. You know, it's just a pleasure to have you and a privilege and honor to have to be able to have this conversation with you tonight. You know, I know you as this absolutely amazing, powerful, strong Christian entrepreneur woman, but I know that your life wasn't always that. And so we can have an understanding of who you are and, and really where you're coming from. Can you just take us back to what your life looked like before you had your breakthroughs, before you created something different? You know, when you were at that, you know, part of your life where you needed to make that change. What was going on for you? Absolutely. I'm actually going to take your listeners back a little bit further. I am a native of Atlanta, Georgia, and I was born to my parents uh, in 1981, December of 1981. And my mom, uh, we grew up in the inner city, which is where our housing projects are located here in Atlanta, Georgia. And when I was first born, just and the reason I'm taking you back here, just so everybody can understand how my journey has been, but I'll fast forward in a moment, but I have to share this this one key thing. Um, I was born um, to my mom, and once I was born, there was an incident that happened where I stopped breathing. 
and they had to rush me to the hospital, and I had to have a tracheostomy performed. And from there, I spent about three months in the hospital, and the doctor said that if, you know, I, of course I had the tracheostomy device around my neck, and they said they removed it, and they told my mom, you know, my mom told me that they told her if they move their hand and I'm able to make a sound, then they can sew me up and I wouldn't have to wear the device around my neck. Praise God, I was able, I made a sound and I was able to wear that device. Now, let's fast forward until I was uh, 12, 13 years old. And that's where I met my son's dad. Uh, back then, you know, I was living with my adopted grandmother, and I kind of had a lot of freedom. And one night, my cousin and I and, you know, my son's dad, one thing led to another, and I ended up pregnant um, with my son. And he, his dad and I, we didn't. You know, we weren't together because he was very, very much older than I was. I was 13. He was 21 years old. And, um, of course, that was going to work out. So I ended up becoming a single mom at the age of 14 years old. And the journey was not easy because I was in the eighth grade. And my mom at that time was a heavy abuser of drugs and alcohol, and my father was in and out of my life. So that left me to have to pretty much fend for myself because my adopted family didn't agree with the fact that I was pregnant. So they basically disowned me, you know, in the sense of I couldn't go around when I was pregnant um, and I wasn't able to go back around them until I actually gave birth to my son. And those times were very, very lonely. It was very, very hard for me because, you know, not having my mother fully alert and fully aware of what was going on, it meant that during the time that I was pregnant with my son, she and I would get into fights and I would have to draw knives on her to keep her away from me because I didn't want to hurt want her to harm myself and my son. So, and then, you know, I didn't really have money because my mom was on welfare at that time and she was only getting so much money. And then when she did get it, we didn't get it. The, you know, we call them down here, the dope boy got it. So we had to, I basically had to rely on other people to survive during that time. And it was really, really tough. It was really, really hard uh, for me during those times. Fast forward, you know, from the time I was, I gave birth, I had to work every year. I was working somewhere just to maintain. And then throughout those years, I had to dibble-dabble in a couple of a couple of things in order to survive, basically putting myself in harm's way just to survive. <laughs> and what really made me want to turn my life around was when I turned 19 years old. I dropped out of high school at 16. Um, every year after that, I would try to go back to school, but it was really, really difficult um, because I had to be a bomb and, you know, I really didn't have the support that I needed in order to really be successful in school. So I, ultimately I had to, you know, let it go. I had to drop out and, you know, get two jobs in order to take care of me and my son. So um, 
those times were really, really hard, uh, Jessica and Akina and and anyone who's listening. Also, at the age of 19, I decided, I'll never forget it, I was working at Kentucky Fried Chicken, and then I was working at Panera Bread, and I was smelling like grease, and I went home, and I was living with my ex-husband at the time, and I walked in, and there was this young lady sitting there with a little baby, and they were sitting there conversating. And he was like, oh, this is my friend. And that moment I felt so bad because there she was sitting there. She was looking all nice and had her hair done and things like that. And here I am smelling like grease and fried chicken and, you know, really nothing to show for myself, you know, as it pertains to success. So I decided to go back to school to acquire my GED. And when I did that, you know, that was when my life completely changed. I was exposed to a lot of different things, like all of the things that I felt that I had lost um, over the years. God gave them all back to me. I was able to graduate with my GED within five months. From there, I attended uh, Georgia Medical Institute, which provides medical billing and coding, medical administrative assisting type of courses, and I obtained my certification in medical administrative assisting, which in turn allowed me to begin my career in healthcare. So I've been in healthcare now going on 12 years, and it's been very rewarding. It's had its highs and its lows, um, but I've been very, very successful at what I've what I've been doing. From there, um, I used to write poetry and things like that. I I've always journaled since I could remember because that was my way of escaping the realities of life by journaling, getting all my feelings out and sometimes making up stories. And um when I met my son's dad, he saw that, my youngest son's dad, he saw that I loved to write and that I had this gift, and he actually asked me to write a book. So I decided to write a book. And from there, it's just been a journey of unexpected things. I've written a play. Um, I have written my first book, which is Don't Look Back and Forth, which is basically a combination of my thoughts and my poetry that I have written over the years. Now I am trying to build my own empire as it pertains to Garlington and Associates. So now, Jessica and Akina, I just really feel that everything that I have endured from birth has really set me up to be where I am today. You know, I used to have regrets. I used to be ashamed of a lot of things that I've endured, but I'm no longer at that place of being embarrassed or being ashamed because, you know, God has chosen me for something great and I'm just ready to, you know, do whatever it is that he has asked me to do. So that's who I am. That's my story. That's that's where I've gone and I'm still a work in progress, but I just ask daily for humility so that I can travel this journey and that I can be my genuine self as well as continue to grow and and learn how to be diverse and learn how to articulate myself and express my thoughts in a in a more productive way and just use my experiences to you know hopefully help someone who's listening to one of my speeches or listening in on time with tiny 
or reading my books or, you know, communicating with someone who has had the opportunity to sit and listen to me and sh- listen to me share my story in hopes that they are in, they are inspired to continue to keep keep moving forward and, and not allowing their past to dictate their future. Wow, Connie, that is so powerful. And I noticed that you were talking about being your authentic self. So tell us about the moment when you decided that it was okay to be your authentic self because, you know, a lot of women today don't feel it's okay to be their authentic self. They want to be whatever pleases other people. So tell us when you became your authentic self. Actually, I became my authentic self when I decided to go back to school, but I was still figuring things out, but... I think that was my defining moment when I realized that because I, my friends used to tease me when we were growing up because, of course, I grew up in the project. So if you read a book or if you were a writer or if you were interested in things that people thought that only white people were interested in, you were, you know, considered lame So or you were considered a nerd. And my friends used to call me the white girl of the crew because I was always reading something or always trying to get them to learn something new or try something different. So becoming my authentic self, it it has been a process. But actually, Athena, if I must be honest, my authentic self was already there. She was there. However, the person that the world created was try was always trying to dominate her and make her feel as though she wasn't she wasn't worthy um or she wasn't present. But when I decided that I no longer wanted to be a statistic, I no longer wanted to be someone who was just a teen mom who was only really worthy of being on welfare or being someone flipping chicken at the age of 30, you know. And, again, not to offend anyone who's listening, but I really just feel that those things are there for temporary, just temporary because it's so many other things. But, yes, at that time, that's when I became my authentic self. That's when I let go of all of the baggage, all of the labels that the world had placed on me. And I said, you know what, I am a young lady who's smart. I'm a young lady who's capable of doing the impossible. And that's when I put aside all of that other stuff and I said, you know what, I'm going after my dreams. I mean, you know, the, the amazing part about it is that not only did your life get better, but you actually also get to make people's lives better based upon what you've been through and what you've learned and what you know now. So, you know, I know that there's women listening to, onto this call tonight that may be in, you know, a similar place to where you were or might also be at the beginning of their journey just realizing for the first time that they actually do get to create their life. And then their actual life, their, it actually can change, you know, no matter what is going on. And if they're true to themselves, if they're authentic, that they can actually change their lives. And I love that word authentic. That's, it's really m- what my journey's been, too, is really being authentic to myself. 
you know, what advice can you give a woman who's listening in tonight and saying, like, yes, this is me, I want to change my life, and I just don't know how to do it? Absolutely. I Last Sunday I had a show with a young lady, and the, the title of the show was uh, Have You Made Up Your Mind? Have you really made up your mind? And for anyone who's listening, mind to me meant motivation, it meant influences, it meant needs, and it meant determination. And when I speak about motivation, motivation is defined as the reason or reasons one has for acting or behaving in a particular way. We have, in order to become your authentic self, you have to find new sources of motivation. You can no longer be motivated by things that depreciate your value. You have to find a way to say, you know what, I used to be motivated by this, and there were no, the end results were negative. What can I be motivated by that will bring a positive outcome to my life? Also, what are your influences? Influences is defined, one of the definitions that I like is the capacity to have an effect on the character development or behavior of someone or something or the effect itself. Who are your influences? And also, you have to think about who you are influencing because someone may be looking at you saying, I don't have a physical representation of change. And they're looking at you, and they're looking at your growth, and they're looking at how you walk, how you talk, and how you interact with people. So influences can go both ways. You can be influenced or you can be an influencer. So that's my advice to anyone who's listening. Be mindful of your influences. Also need, you know, need can be want or something that's required. And a lot of times we we mix up the two where we think that our wants are things that's required, when in actuality they're not. So for anyone who's listening, I advise them to understand the difference between a want and a requirement. Sometimes we want things. We want the luxuries of life, but we're not willing to do what's required. We're not willing to spend the, the sleepless nights studying or researching, or getting to know individuals who are on the level where we want to go. So we have to be mindful of our needs. And lastly, having a sense of determination. And determination is defined as the process of establishing something exactly, typically by calculation or research. And the key word in that is research. As I mentioned earlier, anyone who's listening If you're trying to go or progress to another level, you have to do research. You have to find ways um, of being able to find what what you're determined to do. What is my purpose? I was listening to Minister T.D. Jakes today, and he was talking about, you know, I'm sorry, not T.D. Jakes, but uh, Bishop Dale Brunner. He asked the question, what is your purpose? We never really think about our purposes. We get too bogged down in our day-to-day. So at the end of the day, ladies, you know, if anyone's listening, you know, have a made-up mind. And a made-up mind is understanding, to me, a made-up mind is understanding what your motivations are, what are your influences, what are your needs, and what what are you determined to do. 
Wow, that is awesome. I love your acronym, uh, Tiny. You know, I know that you're doing a a lot on Talk with Tiny, and we would also your books. So can you tell us a little bit more about them? How can the uh, audience find them? Absolutely. I have a book that's already out that's uh, on Amazon.com, and it's called Don't Look Back, Look Forward. I'm in the process of actually re-releasing that book because that book was like my breakout moment because I was actually in a paralyzed state. You know, after all that I've gone through, I found myself sitting on my blessings until my good friend Mia uh, Jones looked me, she was bold enough to look me in my face and say, do you understand who you are? Do you understand who God has created you to be? Do you not understand the power that you have? And it awakened something in me. And so on March 18th of last year, I decided to just get up and become a self-published author. And I uploaded my little book. And, you know, I've been, so far God has allowed me to do unexpected things. Also, I am currently writing a book for someone, Uh, a young lady who was referred to me by someone that I've known for years. And she was telling her about my book, and she said, well, how can I write my book? And so basically she's giving me her life story, and I am taking her life story, and I am writing a book about it, and it will be done by the end of March. And uh, hopefully by April 1st we will have the book published, printed, and we'll be I'll be helping her do a lot of marketing and promoting of her book. And then my re-release book will come out in the summer of this year. So I'm excited about redoing Don't Look Back Before because I have so many new things that I'm getting ready to add into that book that is going to be powerful and it's going to go global. So I'm looking forward to traveling across the world and talking about my book and things like that. So I'm excited. That's amazing, Tiny. And, you know, I love that that title, Don't Look Back, Look Forward. You know, one of the uh, quotes I often post on my my Facebook wall, and I don't really know who said this the first time, but I've seen it many times, is don't look back, you're not going that way. And part Mm. of the problem is with women, and, and, you know, for everyone, but especially for women, we tend to beat ourselves up. And a question that I was once asked that really hit me hard and really helped me to get it was, you know, how many times are you going to keep punishing yourself for the past mistake? You know, you're a mother, and I'm not a mother, but I actually work with children, and you know that if a child does something wrong, at times you may give them a punishment, but you wouldn't punish them every single day. So let's say, you know, your your son had whatever, threw his carrots off his plate at dinner, he might not get TV that night. But the next night, he he would as long as he behaved, right? But as, you know, adults, and we just tend to punish ourselves over and over and over for our past mistakes. And when we do that, when we continue to beat ourselves up, when we continue to see ourselves as the person we were when we made that mistake, we prevent ourselves from moving forward. And it becomes impossible to change. And, you know, if you do want to change your life, if you're listening to the show tonight and you're saying, I know that I messed up, I know I made mistakes, Mistakes. I knew. I know. I did something I don't want it. I didn't. You know, shouldn't have done. Just know that you can release it at any time. You have access to your power by just letting it go. Forgive yourself. Let it go and move on. And open yourself up to creating the life that you deserve to live. 
you know, you're not that person anymore, Tiny, that made those mistakes when you were younger. You know, just like I'm not the person I was when I made mistakes when I was younger, and Akina is not the person she was. And every single day you must forgive yourself and know, like, that, you know, that you are capable, that you're worthy. Like, see yourself the way God sees you, which is powerful and beautiful and, and without blame and without judgment. And when you create from that space, your ability to attract is just so powerful that your life can look so different. It can be absolutely whatever you want it to be. But the first step really is, like you're saying, Tiny, is looking forward, not backwards. Absolutely. And, and you know, people, to your point, people have to be real with themselves and they have to reveal those things. They have to reveal things that sometimes can be very, very painful, but they're necessary. Revealing is necessary in order to progress to the next level because if you continue to walk around blinded and thinking that your life is just going to poof, change at the, at the drop of a dime or just because you have wishful thinking, then you can think again. Because that's what God requires of us. He requires us to be honest. He already knows. He's just waiting on our honesty. And once we're honest with him, that's when we give him something to work with. But if we continue to walk around and act as though, act as if, whatever it is will just automatically go away without dealing with it or without revealing it, um, then that's when you set yourself up for disappointment. And that, that stunts the healing process. So when I was able to really reveal the fact that I was hurting, that I was harboring a young, you know, a young lady that was 13 years old, because I was 13 years old up until I turned 22. <laughs> I know it sounds weird, but even when I was 18 and I had my own apartment, I was still confused because I didn't really grow up. I hadn't grown up mentally. So it took me a while to really grow up mentally and tell that little girl that she could no longer dwell within me. I had to really bury her and say, okay, we made a mistake. We had a baby, but it was it was all a blessing. Now it's time to move forward. And when I was able to really identify with that and reveal that, reveal that I was still holding on to that little girl, I was able to really truly live out loud and really move forward and really figure out where I was going in my life. Was it easy? Absolutely not. But once I let her go, I was able to see my way. Well, thank you for sharing that with us. I mean, that's absolutely beautiful. And your story is just so of change is so fantastic. I just am so proud of where you are. And, you know, I know that it kind of sounds silly, right, from one adult to another to say that you're proud of, uh, but I really am proud of who you've become. And, you know, if if there was one thing you could leave our listeners with tonight, what would that be? I would leave them with this, with a poem that I wrote back in 2012, and it's called I Choose. And it says, today I choose to live. 
Live beyond the tears of the hurtful years. Today I choose life. A life of love and laughter when there are dark skies. Today I choose. I choose to be happy when the enemy tries to put me in a bad mood. Today I live free. Free to be happy and free to be complete. Today I live beyond worry. I am trusting God to know what's best for me. Today I have faith. Faith to know that God has the power to make my crooked places straight. Today is the day I choose to live. That's what I leave your listeners with. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Tiny. And if the listeners wanted to get in contact with you, how would they find you? Absolutely. They can find me on Facebook at Time with Tiny. All they have to do is type in Time with Tiny, or they can find me on Instagram at Tiny's World, and that's T-I-N-N-I-E, World, Tiny's World. Um, I am, or you can find me on Amazon. My book is on Amazon.com, and all of my contact information is there. And I want to say to you, ladies, thanks again for this wonderful opportunity. I am so grateful to kick off the month of, month of March with you, ladies. Thank you. Well, thank, thank you. It's been an honor. And that's my portion of the calls. Just letting you know, you know, thank you for calling in. If you've listened to this call tonight, you know, without you, we couldn't make this possible. You know, I love you guys. I love you, Tiny. Thank you for for sharing this with us. And, you know, God bless. Have a great evening. Is there anything you wanted to add, Akina? Uh, Yes. If you enjoyed uh, this show tonight, uh, please look it up on iTunes, uh, Stitcher, Podomatic, and, of course, SoundCloud. Thank you. Thank you, ladies. Have a great night. You too. Good night, everyone.